This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to episode 178 of the Fight Disciples podcast. This one is dedicated to the world of mixed martial arts, UFC and Cage Warriors on the show today. So make sure you stick around for it. Um, if this is the first time you ever come across us, we're on iTunes, Fight Disciples. Um, our website is fightdisciples.com, so you can subscribe to us if you're on Android. And all our social media is at Fight Disciples. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now, at the weekend, my esteemed colleague was supposed to be in Nuremberg That's to watch right. some boxing. Mm-hmm. However, late change of opponent, he thought to himself, can't be fucking bothered with that. I fancy going down to the Echo Arena in mm-hmm. Liverpool for a little bit of a house party. That's it, isn't it? You were getting down with your uh, Scouts brethren. Brethren, yeah. At uh, the Cage Warriors. Every time I say Cage Warriors on the show. That's the whole show today. So every time Cage Warriors is mentioned. Love it. There you go. Uh, Paddy the Baddy. Uh, Molly McCann doing the business in front of the home fans, baby. We'll get to Molly secondary because it's a fantastic achievement for her to become uh, world champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Paddy Pimlet. Paddy talk, the Baddy. Talk to me about that Paddy the fan Baddy. base. That fan base is ridiculous. Jumping triangle, man. Jumping triangle. No, 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 no. Fan base. Forget what he did in the octagon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the f- fan base is silly. It's just mental because you don't get crowds like that at any other events. Certainly not. You know, obviously, kids don't go to football anymore because no one can afford the fucking tickets to Premier League anymore. But even boxing and everything else, the, the demographic is kind of what our listenership demographic is. You know, largely male, largely 18 to 45. Go to Cage Warriors at the weekend. <laughs> A quarter of the crowd is that demographic. I mean, that Cage Warriors crowd. Completely. Okay, I'll watch what I'm saying here. 18 to 45 demographic, 25%. Fucking women, groups of women. Mm-hmm. 18 to 35 demographic, 25%. Then you've got, say, 13 to 17-year-old boy ma- males, another 25%. And then the final 25% is like fucking 6 to 10, 11. With the mums and dads and stuff. With mums and dads. Fuck me. It's mad. Honestly, it's like going to say it's like going to the circus. That's what the demographics like. Circus. So over it, so in one part you've got sections of teenage lads with the full cat wig going on, the full paddy the baddy look, all scally kids wearing nothing but North Face everywhere. Way. Then in another section you've just got groups of women on nights out. Looks like imagine Hindus. Imagine just pockets of Hindus everywhere. They're all there supporting Molly. Then you've got, in the bleachers, you've got all the little kids with the mums and dads fucking taking them to the toilets, buying them hot dogs and cans and bottle and, co- and cokes. And then around the ringside, you've generally got like, you know, hardcore fight fans who are there to watch the full Cage Warriors card. The reason, why, the reason why we're whacking that tune is because basically every single ring walk for a Scouse fighter is something like that. Yeah. Hence the smashing the living daylights out of it. If you are living abroad, maybe you're an American thinking, who are these fucking crazy English kids <laughs> playing this bouncy house? <laughs> That's the reason. That's the ring walk. That's the ring walk theme uh, when you come to Liverpool. Um, it helps as well, having all that fan base mm-hmm. and obviously buying into what uh, Paddy the Baddy's all about and everybody else. Um, 
um, on the Merseyside fight scene. It helps when you do something flash in the octagon, doesn't it? Mate, it helps when you're coming off the back of a defeat, losing your world title and the pressure of it and all the fans being there going mad for you. And you have a tough first round. That could have gone either way. Really tough first round. Great opponent. Alexis Savidas. Kid didn't get brought in to roll over. Kid got brought in to give Paddy a bit of a test. Paddy's first fight at lightweight. What does he do? Fucking start the second round. Jumping triangle into an armbar. And our boy Darren Till. Listen, me and Dan talked about this on the Radio City show, show this week. But our boy Darren Till, they dragged him up to get a bit, do a little bit on the telly. That's all right. And he even said, I wouldn't fucking do that. I'm not, I'm not brave enough to can do something I, like that. Can I just point out, he actually said, I wouldn't fucking do that on the TV, but his accent is that strong. The <laughs> guys, didn't pick up on it. The guys at BT didn't even pick up on that or dump it or apologise for it or fuck all. Darren's gone up on the telly. Oh, he's, yeah, he's got fucking big balls to do something like that in front of this. And I went like going, nobody dumping that. There's nobody. What the fuck? <laughs> couldn't tell. Because yeah. he couldn't tell with his Scouse accent. Um what I loved about Paddy's performance, mm-hmm. and I've been hypercritical of him in the past, and I've said this about other fighters as well, I know what his strengths are. His strengths are on the mat, Absolutely. right? But then all of a sudden, when you become a superstar, you think, oh, oh I'm a striker now. Ronda Rousey syndrome, I call it. Yep. I'll stand in the middle of the octagon and go whack with these kids. Now, mate, just go back to what you do fucking best. That's how we won the fight. That's how we won the fight. Being creative yep. in the grapple, in the clinch, being very creative, obviously a flying triangle, and then to turn that into that armbar fucking submission was just, Paddy, that's all you've got to do. Be that badass. Mm. Be that badass. You don't have to stand and bang with these kids. Play to your own strengths. Someone's obviously got in his ear. He looks in great shape, by the way, for the first time for a long time that I've seen him. Well, because... Let's move up to lightweights. Done him, done him favours. Yeah, he looks in great shape. Great finish. Great celebration. Yeah. The bandwagon has well and truly started to roll again. Absolutely. And you know what? He deserves it. Like, the kid's a little grafter, and he took he took a lot of shit um, for, the, for the loss. Because if you remember, he defended his belt in that weird BT Sport TV show. Uh, when he was sick. Yeah, when he was sick afterwards against Juicy J. He was on tough. And he was lucky to get that decision, to yeah, be was, honest yeah. with you. And then in the, he fought, he obviously went and fought Nad, Nad Nadamani in, in the Echo Arena. Um and he, and he lost the decision. He deserved to lose the decision. It was a humbling experience. But he's gone away. He's licked his wounds and he's, he's grafted for it. And I spoke to him before I, in the run to this fight. And he was like, I've changed now. My attitude's changed. Good. Like, I, I've realised I can't just get through this on talent alone. He went, I'm back in the gym learning every day. I'm not just in here cutting weight ready for me fight. I'm in here grafting. I'm in here taking extra lessons. I'm in here first in, last out kind of syndrome again, like he was when he was about 13 years of age, skipping school and... Again, we talk about this on the World Box, on the, on the, on the uh, Radio City talk show with Dan Hardy, but for me, statement performance. Statement performance. And for now, if you're, if you're UFC matchmaking, you're going, right, okay, fucking hell. We've got to get Wonderboy in with Darren Till. That's got to happen next. And then after that, that you know, Tan and Woodley will probably skate around. We need to get Darren Till back in Liverpool, like we did with Connor. Get this whole thing going. We're going to book the Echo Arena back end of the year, probably September time. Get Darren Till headlining. Who else are we going to get on the card? And you see a kid from Liverpool who's pulling in that kind of crowd, doing flying shit, doing flying triangle submissions. You've got to go, come on, son. You've got to come over to us. You've got to come to the UFC. Mm. And I think the humbling against Nad, that loss, kind of was made, Paddy. It's it's made him mature enough that I think he could handle it now as well. Mm, Good, good, mate. It was really good to see because he's a great kid. He's been in here and he is. He's got star factor. Big time. Mm-hmm. You watch him being interviewed. He says the right shit. He says funny shit. Mm-hmm. Darren Till's got it. 
Maybe it's, a, maybe it's you fucking weirdos up here. That's what it is, isn't it? Good oh, looks you... and good patty, you see. We've all got it. Good looks and good patty? What happened with you? Did they fucking skip <laughs> over you or something? No, <laughs> seriously. I used to be good looking, man. <laughs> I'm going to say, it's not the patter. <laughs> no, fair play to him because they have got something. There is an X factor about them. And yeah, all right, Absolutely. we big them up because we sit in the studio with him and have a bit of a crack with him. But then they go and follow it up in the octagon. Then they follow it up on the telly. And you think, yeah, there's something special going on here. Darren Till's definitely got it. Paddy the Baddy's got it. Liverpool's um, mixed martial arts scene at this moment in time is booming. And they've also got a female in there that's now world champion. Meatball Molly. Absolutely mm-hmm. delighted for her. Yeah. Delighted for her. The crowd went absolutely fucking bonkers again. Her story's insane. You know, she was an ABA boxing champion. Then she moved into... Because she, she saw no future in it at the time. There was no Katie Taylor. There was no... Yeah women's boxing scene there was no women in the UFC when she was ABA champion so then she one of her cousins said there's no future in that come play football so she went to play football she ended up signing for Liverpool ladies she was on her way to getting a professional contract and she had a knee injury so she'd come out of football again and she was heartbroken and she was she went to university and she, she was drinking and partying and everything else and then she was uh, she was actually working she was working in, in a nightclub where Chris Fishgold was on the door Chris Fishgold, obviously, couldn't cage what he's lightweight champion from next gen. And he was saying to her, he should come and train at our gym and stuff. And she was like, nah, I'm not doing all that rolling around shit. You know, that's not real fighting and all that kind of stuff. And then she, one night, apparently, she got in blind drunk after work or on a night out, stumbled into a living room. And one of her friends was watching Ronda Rousey win the UFC title. And at that moment, she went, fuck it. If she can do it, I can do it. And the next, you know, literally that week, she went to next gen. She started training. She got into MMA. And now she's Cage Warriors world champion on the strength of seeing Ronda Rousey do it in the UFC. Amazing. How many other female fighters out there? How many other females out there have been motivated the same way Mm. Molly has? Okay, they might not all become Cage Warriors world champions or even get to the UFC one day. But how many girls were motivated by seeing Ronda Rousey headlining a UFC card, winning a UFC belt? Molly was one, but she must be one of the How random is that as well? Because that's like five years to the day. Yeah, I know. It's mad, isn't it? So Ronda, Ronda became champion, like, literally, like, it's only a couple of weeks ago, five years ago. Yeah. And, and it's then t- taking Molly exactly five years to, 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 to match it, to become a world champion as well. That's mad. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. get me wrong, she had that ABA boxing background. She had the foundation yeah, 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 of course. that she's obviously added to later on. But she'd never been in the octagon. No. Fair play, kid. Absolutely fair play. Do you know what was weird, though? And I, I didn't touch on this on, on, on the Radio City Talk show with Dan too much, but... Can, can, can I just point out, just in case you're listening to the show, just in case you didn't know, Nick's done a show with Dan Hardy. <laughs> have I mentioned that more than once? Fucking, I? I might have to get some different music for that. Every time you... <laughs> fuck the Cage Warriors thing. <laughs> Every time he mentions Dan Hardy... <laughs> in fact, that's quite nice, actually. It's quite oriental yeah, feeling yeah, to that. That feels good. like I'm out with Shaolin monks. <laughs> There you go. Right, just in case you didn't know, there's a Radio City talk show out at this moment in time. It's uh, Nick and Dan Hardy. Mm-hmm. Go on, carry on. Um, Byron Tyrell, Molly's opponent. Yeah, yeah. Never seen a girl so happy to lose a world title in my, fight, in my <laughs> life. Or anyone, never mind a girl. I've never ever seen someone challenge for a world title and pose for pictures with the champion and look fucking absolutely ecstatic that the champions won the belt. I know they're friends, I know they're former sparring partners, but come on. Man, if you're going to fight for a world title, you've got to go in there committed. And I just think Byroni, I don't know whether Byroni would have been that, that happy had she won it herself. Mm. That's how happy she was. It was fucking weird. But anyway, good night for Merseyside Boxing, uh, MMA. Huge night for Cage Warriors, of yeah. course. And hopefully an indicator to the UFC that, come on, man, get to Liverpool for fuck's sake. Well, on that, 
on that, I've got beef because there's been a lot going on on social media over the last 24, 48 hours as we're recording this show, okay? And that beef is that it seems to be gathering a lot of momentum, Darren Till, Gunny Nelson. I don't want it. It's never going to happen. I don't want it. You were with him at the weekend. This is why yeah. I'm bringing it to you now, right? Yep. I don't want it. No. I want Darren Till, Wonderboy. That's all I want. Yep. Just give me that. Especially with what Mike Perry did at the weekend, slipping down the Gone. old pan. Anyway, we'll get to him in a minute. Tell me about the Darren Till thing. Is this Gunny Nelson thing happening? Because everybody nope. in Ireland seems to be tweeting me saying, it's happening, boys, you were wrong. No, I was chatting to Darren about it at the weekend. And he, and to be fair, Darren just wants to fight anyone. And he will fight anyone. But it's the it's the Wonder Man fight that they're Wonder, trying to make. Wonder Man. I refuse to call him Wonder Boy anymore. <laughs> he's, he's 35, 35 <laughs> for fuck's sake. Um, it's the Wonder, Wonder Man fight is the one the UFC are trying to make because it makes sense for everybody. It, Darren will not fight in, in, in Dublin because the European market, we, we're, we're in. Like, we're all bought in. We get Darren Till. We get where he, they need to now show him to the American audience. He needs to go on a Fox card in America yeah. so the American audience can see him, can digest him, can see how good he is. So have a little bit of that Scouse, Scouse Portuguese patter at the end. They need to see that and taste that and then go, okay, yeah, this guy needs to fight Tyron Woodley. Him fighting against uh, Gunny over in Dublin, with all due respect to Gunny, does nothing for Darren Till. No. Except keeps us keeps him keeps him warm, yeah. keeps him busy. Mm. And to be honest, it does fucking no favours for Gunny Nelson either, because I think he absolutely destroys Gunny Nelson. Destroys him. I know Gunny listen, I know Gunny's a black belt on the ground, an absolute wizard, and I'm a massive Gunny fan. But he's predictable as fuck on his feet. And I think Darren would just light him up. I don't even think it's a fight. With all due respect to Gunny. And you know, Gunny's he's a walk around welterweight. Yeah. Darren Till's a walk around. See how big he was compared to Dan Hardy at the weekend? On the telly. Mate, Dan Hardy fought GSP for the belt. He's been in here. He's absolutely dwarfed Dan. He absolutely dwarfed Dan. Mm. So the sport has changed in terms of some of these beasts representing these weight classes. And you know, I just think it's a bad shout. And to be honest, I think if the fight does come off, and it won't come off, but if it does come off, I think it's a major fuck-up by John Cavan and the team at SGBG because I'll tell you now, they're only calling Darren out because they know Darren Till for the last few weeks has been injured. And they don't. They know that the UFC are trying to delay it to make the Wonderboy fight. They're doing what Connor and, and Floyd do, and that's keep themselves relevant by t- calling each other's name. Mm. Gunny is trying to keep himself relevant by saying Darren Till's name. But in fact, you know what? It's not even Gunny. It's fucking John Kavanagh. Is trying to keep Gunny relevant by mentioning Dan and Till's name. But be careful what you ask for, boys, I'm telling you now. There you go. I'm crossing it off. It's not happening. That's no. from the horse's mouth, seeing as that you're kind of all related over here. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you who is relevant off the back of a call-out, a call-out that he didn't necessarily do. Conor McGregor sat in that press conference and said, who the fuck is that guy? Well, we all know who the fuck that guy is now, the little heathen at the weekend at UFC Orlando. I'll tell you something, man. I can't, I can't big this up enough now, and I'm going to stop bigging up the uh, pay-per-view cards. We've got one coming up this weekend. I'm going to refuse to speak about it. I'm just going to let you name all the fights on it and that's it. I'm not going to make any predictions because every time we've talked about a pay-per-view card, uh, for example, a major named event, they've been shit. Mm -hmm. UFC Orlando was fucking amazing and we hardly went in on it last week. We just said, this is what's going to happen. Go and enjoy yourself. Turn it on. I'm like going, fucking hell, finish after finish. It was absolutely outrageous. The the, The headline event between Jeremy Stevens and Josh Emmett it was a fantastic, fantastic fight. It was back and forth, nip and tuck. Um, Six and a half minutes of madness. Oh, was. mate. Um, both men down. 
controversy? Is there any illegalities in there? All that type of stuff. It was just absolutely outrageous. Yeah, it was class. Sometimes when sparring partners fight each other, it doesn't work. And I felt like Meatball Molly versus Byron, they're cage warriors. For me, they both knew. As soon as the first bell went... Like me, you know, Molly's got her hands down by her side. She's swaggering. Every time Barney tried to land something, she's kind of laughing at her and stepping off. And you know, you know, when you just know, you can like, well, you've clearly know, you you both know that how the sparring sessions went, mm. and you know this is going to play out. Barney's going to have to be very, very lucky to get a decision here because you can tell in sparring, you two guys, there was a there was a bully, and you know, it was basically a, a sparring partner. That's it, a teammate. But with Jeremy Stevens and Josh Emmett, two guys that have trained together in the past, sometimes you think it's just like it just works. They just lit each other up. They just absolutely went for it. It was class. And it was the same for Alan Juban and Ben Saunders on the undercard as well. That was absolutely class too. That was an, and their former sparring partner, they've trained together. That was a hell of a fight. Hang but, on. The Juban knockout. Oh mate, that was insane. That, that was is... his, that's his mate. That's his mate. <laughs> He did that to his mate. Fucking are they to be Jalen Juban's mate? Jesus Christ. It was outrageous. Put him to Kip. But in terms of Jeremy Stevens and Josh Emmett, though, buddy, I'm watching that. And I'm like, cool, yeah, sound. Okay, I've watched it. I watched it on Sunday and was like, yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch it live. I watched it Sunday and was like, yeah, fucking great fight. Loved it. Right, I'll jump on social media now and see what the crack is. Goes on there and everyone's going, Jeremy Stevens should have been disqualified, should have been thrown out, fucking three points of contact, all this. But bollocks elbow oh he elbowed him in. one of the elbows he threw at him slightly on the back of the head mate it's a fucking fight mm. do you know what I mean I think sometimes we just get caught up in all this bullshit of you no, know, it's three points of contact to the ground and oh we're in Florida we're not in Las Vegas the unified rules are slightly different I'll tell you what alleviate all that by going fuck it the unified rules are black and white and they're the worldwide why, see, why did he change slightly for each state? Yeah, That's what see, pisses me off. I was watching it, and at the time, I was thought, fucking what a great finish. Yeah. And then all the commentary was like going, oh, is that an illegal this? Is that an illegal that? And then DC picks up on the elbow situation. And I've watched the elbow situation on several occasions and thought to myself, I don't see anything wrong with that. No. I didn't see anything wrong with the elbows. Now, obviously, all the slow-mo nonsense of going back and forth as to whether that knee lands or whether that knee doesn't land. Even if it lands... I don't think he's left hands down. No, nope. I don't think I don't think he's on the I don't think he's fully on the deck. I think it's a fantastic, fantastic finish. Great statement from uh, Jeremy Stevens. I don't know where I see him though in this in this weight no. category because it's full of killers. The problem is he's, the guys above him. He's have beat him in yeah. the past. That's the problem with Jeremy Stevens. I think on his day he can knock anyone out. He's probably the hardest hitter in this weight division. But he's lost to Max. He's lost to Frankie. You know where else is the candidate to go? You know if he's got any if he's got any sense about him. He should definitely travel to 2 2 this weekend yeah. and try and call out the winner of Frankie Edgar versus Ortega. He's fun, though, isn't he, mate? Because oh, he's funny. He's because funny every fuck. The, last and he's week, a vet. This is like, what was that? His 28th UFC yeah, fight? Yeah, but last week we were saying every, every single Jeremy Stevens fight is bang on. Conor McGregor served him up an absolute scream. It, it was absolutely bang on. Whenever you see his name on the card now, definitely 100% go and watch it. Yeah. It was top class. He, he was. He's always been fun, though, Jeremy Stevens. Mm. It's just... It's just nice to see him put in performances and wins like this. I think he's on a bit of a win streak now as well mm. to get him away from the fact that he isn't forever just going to be known as that fucking, that, you know, who, who the, the fuck, fuck is, is that, that guy? guy? Now we know who the fuck that guy yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, 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 and he deserves that. His career deserves that because he is an absolute vet. Mm. He, he deserves to be known for much more than just a, a Conor McGregor side note. Now, this wasn't my highlight, by the way, of uh, the whole weekend. Juban was your highlight? No, not even Juban. Not even Latifi. Lizzie, he was cool as fuck. We'll get to that in a minute. Do you know what my highlight was? 
Mike Perry? Perry's bird, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Mate, she was my highlight, especially when they cut off the camera and just went to the cage side, and she's, like, going, break the leg! And I was, like, going, fucking hell, karate kid. She was going in. <laughs> Mike, kick him in the leg! Break the leg! And I was, like, going, fucking hell... And then the commentary team made no reference whatsoever to it. Just went, fuck, just move on, move on. Weird. Weird. She's weird. Isn't Having she? your beard cornering you. It's yeah. kind of strange. Isn't Did you it? see uh, Colby Covington's tweet? Colby Covington, I need to find this. This is fucking brilliant. Now, we know that Colby Covington's an arsehole anyway. But he likes kicking a man when he's down because he's oh, a bit of a shit house, isn't he? So. Talk about kicking a man while he's down. I'm going to read you. This oh, is this one where he referred to his beard as a horse face or something? <laughs> Here it is, word for word. Hey, Platinum Mike Perry, maybe having your ratchet horsed face girlfriend as your head trainer isn't the smartest idea on planet Earth. But hey, when you're the product of cousins fucking in Ocala, Florida, how strong can your decision-making skills be? Hashtag USC Orlando. <laughs> Call me. I know he's a dickhead, but that's funny. Yeah, it is funny. That is It's funny. just kind of weird. You know, I, I spoke to Dan off-air about this as well. And it is kind of weird that his, his girlfriend corners him and she's offering that kind of shit advice. You know, if she, if she was getting in there and she was Greg Jackson the shit out of it and offering this incredibly calm, relaxed, thought-through tactical advice, then you'd be like, man, respect, respect. But the fact that she's just standing, she's literally sitting there. Break the leg. Goes, break his leg. Kick him in the face. <laughs> Kick him in the face. You're like, come on, mate. Jesus Christ. Surely you can get a better corner person than that. He needs to because he's fucked it now. He's yeah. back. Uh, that sharp ball that we keep talking about in that welterweight division, he is at the back of it. He is, but he's uh, he's Mike Perry, isn't he? So I think he will put bums on seats because he's Mike Perry. He's built he up will. this little personality for himself. And this, and he's got knockout power. We know that. Yeah. But Ponzinibbio put absolute manners on him. True. I think he's... Max Griffin's just made a name for himself. Who, yeah. who the fuck was Max yeah, Griffin but, before oh, this fight? Yeah, but think about it. Max Griffin, all he did was copy what Ponzinibbio did. Absolutely. That's all he did. Skated away, got on his bike, bam, 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 away, bam, 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 away. Leg kicks, bike. Loads of lateral movement. Easy. Yep, absolutely. Easy There's one. a blueprint. And that's why I think Darren Till was Darren Till gutted. Was Give me that. I know. <laughs> he was gutted when when Perry lost. The, I think he put that emoji up with the guy just shrugging his shoulders and nothing else as if to say, mate, you fucking blew it. Because Perry would have got on, and Perry won, he'd have got on a mic, called out Darren Till. Darren Till would have probably accepted that fight in America if Wonder Boy or Wonder Man is still fucking waiting around. That would have been the perfect introductory fight to America for him because he'd have absolutely destroyed Mike yeah, Perry. Yeah, yeah. But as you can see there, you know, it's not hard to do nowadays because there's a blueprint to do it. Mm. Latifi. Mate. Latifi, man. Mate. Eh? What are you shaking your head at? Just when you think OSP is going to add another fucking sensational submission, Latifi is the man. Kips him, doesn't he? The man. Here's a, here's a good one for you. So I know Latifi was calling out DC at ringside and all yeah, that yeah, bits yeah. and bobs. But DC's but going to heavyweight. Exactly. Exactly, Adam. Exactly. Go on. So now you've got three of the top contender light heavyweights in the world. In the same train gym. Train at the same gym. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Train at the same gym. Alex, Jimmy and Latifi. Oh, train out of Sweden. all stars in Stockholm. Now I know Latifi for the final six weeks of camp goes to ATT and he's cornered by ATT these days. It's not Andreas Michael. It's the ATT guys. But he still trains usually, you know, with day by day. He trains with Alex and with Jimmy. I can't ever see him fighting Alex. Jimmy will never fight Alex because they fought before and now they're like, they're like bezies. But I can see Latifi fighting Jimmy. I can see that happening. And you know what? They may fucking have to. Because otherwise, who's going to... Gonna, and, and once Alex gets the belt, mm. what happens then? I, I think what Alex does next, 
Um, and you know, I'll credit Dan Hardy for this because he was the one that mentioned it to me, and I was like, yeah, I like that. Did you do a show actually. with Dan Hardy this week? Did I? Don't know. I check, our available- feed. check our feed. I think there is it's a on show our website, fightdisciples.com, also available on, on uh, Fight Disciples. But Dan had a good one for this. He was like, Who did? Dan Hardy. All He's right. on our show. He's on our show this week. All right. Um, he was saying that DC going up to fight Stipe, that's like a bit of a litmus test for Gustafsson. Because Gustafsson's certainly got the size and the frame to go up as well. Gustafsson's probably only got a couple of fights left in him. If DC goes up and does well, Gustafsson's going to go after DC. They had an amazing fight at light heavy. I think he thinks, okay, an even heavier DC? Okay, well, I'm going to be a lot sharper than him. I'm going to be a lot, you know, uh, a, a lot more better with my movements because I'm, you know, I won't put as much weight on him as he will. DC obviously is fighting the uh, the pies and donuts. If he goes up and becomes heavyweight champ, I think Gustafsson might follow him, which will obviously then open up the light heavyweight division in terms of contenders. And someone like a Jimmy and a Latifi, that could well end up being an all-European uh, light heavyweight showdown for the belt. Good analysis, that. Who, who did that? That was from Dan Hardy. Thanks, Dan. Much appreciated for the contributions <laughs> some, to the show. Listen, he's added some sense to this show for once. No, all good, all good. Uh, <laughs> USC Orlando was absolutely tremendous. It's still available on your BT player if you're in the UK. Make sure you go and have a little bit of a nosy at it because it is absolutely yep. tremendous. Alan Juban, Ben Saunders, the knockout. Well, the whole fight, go and watch it. Jeremy Stevens, Josh Emmett, do not miss it. Um, regarding other news, before we do UFC 222, um, regarding other news that's going on, did you see that lovely little picture that's been floating around the internet that uh, Brock Lesnar and his lovely UFC t-shirt? Is your uh, WWE contract up anytime <laughs> soon, Brock? It's so predictable, isn't Is it? that what you're doing? Um, I read something that his UFC contract's up at the end of April, and now he's pictured... His UFC or his WWE? Sorry, his WWE contract yeah. is up at the end of April. He's now had a lovely picture taken in a UFC t-shirt, um, at with the Dana, weekend, at, with the, Dana, at the UFC uh, offices in Vegas, yeah. was it? Was it? Or was it at the uh, WWE event? At the oh, weekend? was it? I, I was thought Dana know. went to the WWE. Anyway, whatever. In it's WWE. all there. I've no doubt you just got yourself an extra million there from Vince McMahon. Yeah, but you've sent the whole UFC world into meltdown with people wanking off. I don't want to see you back in. <laughs> no, I'm all right, mate. <laughs> I'm all right. Everybody else in America, though, goes crazy. Brock's coming back! <laughs> it's like last week when we were doing the sexy boy music and all that type of stuff in uh, in one of our shows for yeah. Shawn Michaels. I don't want to see Brock back in the UFC. No. Because at the end of the day... He's, he's got, juiced up to the eyeballs. He's juiced up to the eyeballs and he got found out. He's not that good, mate. Yeah. He just leans on people. He's, I don't want... I don't he, want he, it. He couldn't come back. He's juiced up to the eyeballs. He physically... They'd find a way. Yeah, well, yeah. To bring him in at late notice again like they did oh, last oh, time. Oh, yeah. It's okay. Jesus. It's all right. He's been eat, he's, he ate a whole horse. That's why there's so much testosterone in his yeah, body. Exactly. Fuck yeah. off, mate. Did you see Ronda made the WWE de- debut as well? Was that last weekend or the year, the weekend before? I will tell you what, I did see. I she see. threw Triple H through a table or something. I'd read. Fuck. I don't know. I don't know what it means. I tell but... you what, I did see. Right, I saw a behind the scenes video of her rehearsing her bout. Mm-hmm. Right, which is coming up at whatever it's coming up at. It was last week, I think. I'm sure it was last weekend. And I, all I did, right, I just put a bit of fishing out there. I just put a bit of fishing on this post. We're on social media. We're on an official WWE thing. And I went, mm-hmm. what? WWE isn't real? <laughs> Question mark. The amount of fucking shit that I've got off the back of it. <laughs> People just hounding. Listen, man, they've got to they gotta practice their routines. That's just a training exercise. And I'm like going, no, it's not. They're doing a fucking dance. They're doing a dance step. That's what they're doing, you dickhead. It's not real. Stop it. You're a grown-ass man. Grow up. <laughs> Oh dear, they love it, don't they? They, they bite, it. mate. They bite them. Yeah. Oh, the, 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 I think the wrestling fans—they're more aggressive than anybody else, especially mm. on social media. Yeah, yeah. They're so defensive over it. 
Mm. Like because when we did the show and I was, I'd be defensive over that shit. It's just fucking mad how how kind of loyal they are to it. But it's it's like watching the Kardashians. We've spoke about this. It's like that's how weird it is to me. It's like reality TV at the extreme. Speaking about internet trolling, Conor McGregor. Yeah, I offered to come and save UFC two two two. Fight for the U. Fight for the hundred and sixty five pound title. <laughs> the what? What? <laughs> what belt? The what? Do what I want, mate. Do the £165 belt. He just Connor is just inventing weight classes now. He's That's invent- how big Connor mate, is. He's inventing scenarios because that's bullshit. He <laughs> <laughs> just says what the fuck he wants. Frankie's come out of the back of it going, what is he going on about? If he did offer, nobody nobody said anything to me. Yeah. Now, you can kind of believe the fact that the UFC might turn that down because they haven't got enough time to monetize Conor McGregor because he is the superstar, of course. But I kind of like the chat that he's throwing out now. Even though I think it's bullshit, I kind of like the fact that he's, he's back on... He's back involved with MMA chat, which yeah. is good. I kind of like the fact that he's back in troll mode, yeah. which only leads to one thing. He's coming, he's coming, and he's coming soon. I think he is absolutely coming back. Whether the UFC can afford him is a completely different matter. They're going to have to fi- afford him. They're going to have to find the money from somewhere. They're going to have to get him back mm. in there because the fans absolutely demand it. Where he comes back, I don't know. Who he comes back against, no idea. I would absolutely love to see him come back and fight... Max Holloway for the featherweight belt. I just can't see him ever making 145 pound again. Mm. Um, right now, I think he struggles to make 155 pound. Never mind 145 pounds. So, where his place is in this sport, I don't know. I can't see anything other than Nate Diaz three or GSP. They're the only fights I can see out there for them. Realistically, mm. GSP at 170 or Nate Diaz at, or GSP at 165 maybe, which is why he's fishing with this 165. The new class. 165 pound belt. Well, listen, I've been I've been saying we could do with an extra weight class there anyway. You know, right now we go 145, 155, 170, 185. So I think the introduction of a 165 and a 175 belt and get rid of the welter 170. So let's say we make welter 175. Mm. Middleweight remains 185. So we need a 165 belt anyway. I think there's there's enough fighters around that weight class to add an extra to add an extra weight division in. Mm. So that would effectively be your super lightweight. Yeah, super lightweight, wouldn't it? So you have lightweight 155, super lightweight 165, welter now 175, middleweight 185. I think there's the scope for it. Listen, Connor's Connor, man. If anyone's going to fucking change it, the UFC, they might well go, okay, let's make 165 a weight class. Let's bump the welterweight champ up to 175 and the whole weight division, and let's do it. Does what the fuck Wouldn't he surprise wants. me. The champ, Wouldn't champ surprise does me. what the fuck he wants. Get ready. The, the, the trolling is about to begin. Uh, UFC 222 goes down this weekend, um, sadly without Conor McGregor. And as I'm looking down the card, nothing really gets me excited other than the fact that Frankie Edgar's on the bill. Uh, because I know full well that he brings it every time he Frankie fights. Frankie Edgar. Frankie Edgar. Frankie Edgar. Uh, he fights this weekend against Brian Ortega. Obviously, that was supposed to be uh, against uh, Max Holloway, but Max Holloway is obviously injured and out of that fight. Brian Ortega is a great fight. It is a good fight. It's a good one. That's a cracker. Honestly, that featherweight belt, that featherweight shot is a cracker. It's obviously a final eliminator now for to face Max Holloway because they can't give Frankie the title shot if Ortega beats him. Ortega's an unbeaten fighter. Mm. Um, tons of talent. Massive litmus test for him because Frankie Edgar is absolutely the man, future Hall of Famer, unfucking questionably. Um, for me, this is the headline. I'm not interested in seeing Chris Cyborg. Same. I was just up, about the same thing. Beat up another girl who they've brought in, especially from Invicta, just to get beat up by her. I think this girl has already lost to Tonya Devinger and yes, Chris Cyborg lit up Tonya Devinger. So I've got no interest in watching Chris Cyborg bully somebody else. So I'll probably probably even turn it. I'll probably even turn the event off before mm. that fight. But 
Frankie Edgar, Brian Ortega, yes please. Stu versus Arlovsky, why the fuck not? That's fun. Kat Zingano back after having about one fight in the last three three years. I'd love to see what Kat's got left in the locker. Uh, Benny Aldariush jumps off the page to me because he was a one-time prospect who's ran into a bit of trouble. John Dodson versus Pedro Munoz. Yes, please, both them fuckers can bang. CB Dalloway? CB Dalloway versus Hector Lombard. That's tidy, man. Yeah, that's to, a good fight. start off the prelim card. Yeah, I'm man, like... that's a flashback fight. Who's Chuck that I in? remember that guy. <laughs> yeah. Fight to stay relevant in the sport, man. That's funny. Mike Piles, farewell fight down at Welterweight as well at the end of the prelims. Brian Caraway all the way down on prelims. There's names on this card. There's abs- There's names of guys who've been in the UFC for a long time peppering all over this card. Do you so know, do you know, I'm not hating it. I'm just hating the main event. Yeah. I'm not asked about Chris Cyborg. For, to be honest, I'll be honest right now. Get out of the UFC. I'm not asked. Been the women's featherweight division. We're not ready for it. The sport's not ready for it. Because there's only one legit featherweight. There's only one legit featherweight out there. Mm, that's there's, there's four women active in the UFC right now, ranked their featherweight, and one of them is a bantamweight. Mm, yeah, good point. There is no featherweight division. No, there is. All right, all right. All right, calm the fuck down. It's like my rant on the boxing show about snow and drivers, mate. Jeez. Hold your bloody horses. Now, to be fair, we do go in on cards like this and give it a little bit of a slag. However... That then should uh, be the message that you take away from this show, saying we should 100% watch it yeah. because it's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Fight of the year contender. We've absolutely came the living daylights out of it going, yeah, I'm not really that bothered about 2-2-2, sadly, with Max and Frankie not uh, fighting each other, even though Frankie and Brian's a great fight. I reckon it's going to be tremendous. I reckon we're going to get another UFC Orlando this weekend. Well, once we get this card out the way the weekend, don't forget we steamroll straight into London then. UFC oh, London is right around is the now. corner. So I'm excited for UFC London. It's not the greatest card we've Nick, ever seen in London. <clears throat> Nick will be a, well, listen, Nick will be a different animal next week, right? Because when it's UFC fight week in the UK, he'd be... Boss. It, no, he becomes a proper bellend, is what he does, right? A proper, proper fanboy. <laughs> he's, he's, no, he's not, not, not a fanboy. You're in there, you're, you're in the hotel, you're hanging out with all, all your mates. I won't even be on the show next week. It'll be him, Dan Hardy, Jimmy Manoa, some fucking geezer from Sweden. Uh, all sorts of random characters <laughs> will be turning up on next week's show because you'll be around it, in and around it, because it's not very often that we get the opportunity to do that. So you'll be you'll be balls deep, as they say, next week, won't you? Absolutely. Well, not next week, week after. I think it's March 17th is London, so I'll be in London. Oh, you're not having a two-week week. build-up? I thought no, you'd be having a, a full two-week build-up. Two build no, I'm saving that for UFC Liverpool, which may well be a one-month build-up. Right. So you can probably take that month off at the back end of the year no when need. UFC come to Liverpool. No, it's Scouts only. Absolutely. Scouts only and Dan. Dan's uh, adopted Scouser now after this performance. <laughs> anyway, absolute pleasure being in your company once again. If you want to hear someone who actually knows what they're doing when it comes to presenting um, a UFC slash MMA show, Dan Hardy's on the Radio City Talk Show this week <laughs> with Nick. Make sure you go and check it out. It's all available on our feed, fightdisciples.com. You can get us Fight Disciples on our uh, on uh, iTunes as well at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram make sure you go and check it out I wouldn't be surprised you know if you started a Dan Hardy specific podcast <laughs> <laughs> just you and Dan hanging out never stranger things have happened anyway thank you very much for listening to us we will be back next week we'll catch you next time thank you for listening if you like what you heard Subscribe via iTunes.